2: GO Good morning. It is time to get up with love on the rocks. Jordan throws three picks. Green break crumbles. In a game they had no business losing. We'll start there. Meanwhile, the D in Big D stands for Doubting Dakota. Is it time to accept this just isn't going to get any better? And then we'll go from Dak to Mac. He's been even more whack. Heard more flack. Can he backtrack to what he used to pack? Or does he end to the rack and never make it back? Those are the questions. Here come the answers. It's yeah. time to get Let's go! Can I make up a rhyme? You better believe I can. Saturday is here. Neek is here.
1: I'm Greeny. That's Graziano. And before anything else, he's got breaking news. Dan, what? Yeah, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. The, the team plans to place him on injured reserve because of the hamstring injury he suffered in Sunday's game. That means he is required to miss at least the next four games oh, for mm. a team that is out of the gate at 1-4 and four after winning his division last year. Isn't it amazing how quickly a season can just. Kind of go sideways. It feels like the season just started, and now we're talking about are uh, the Vikings falling out of it already? Big blow for them. Big blow for a lot of you know fantasy teams. Justin Jefferson, one of the best players in the league, uh, going to miss at least four more.
2: Devastating, days. obviously. First and foremost, horrible. Is the, the sport sure. is never better when great players nope. like that aren't playing. Second question. Does this mean that the Vikings, and we have talked about this earlier, should be considering the possibility of trading their quarterback, Kirk
0: Cousins? Absolutely. Listen, you know, I mean, without Justin Jefferson, this team isn't going anywhere. And the way Detroit's playing, they're already out. So why not look for them? you? Got him on a one-year deal. See if somebody will gonna like, bite. J E T S. Maybe, maybe we maybe, have this. There's, suddenly, hope, there's hope. We have
2: this suddenly surging Zach Wilson. All I've got is everyone telling me how good this kid is. All of a sudden, playing. We don't need Kirk Cousins. What everyone's telling oh, me. Oh no. Three weeks today is the trade deadline. Nate, yeah. What do you think? I
3: mean, I think it's hard to move a quarterback like this. It's obvious that Cousins is not the future. They haven't extended him past this. So I guess maybe right. you want to go in for it. But it's tough to walk back in that locker room when you traded uh, the, your best offensive player is hurt, and then you trade the quarterback away. It's a tough.
0: If you're if you're one player. and seven, one and eight, you trade them out. Yeah. Right? You're trying to go find something.
1: Just remember, he has a no-trade clause. If he doesn't want to leave, he doesn't have to, and that's a factor in this as well. So they'll play three games before the trade deadline.
2: That's Bears, Niners, Packers. We'll see as far as the Packers are concerned. We saw them last night in Las Vegas. Game of the night, Monday night football. Raiders, Packers, Devontae Adams against his former team and his former coach. Matt LaFleur, they share a nice moment
3: before the games begin. And then Jimmy Garoppolo with a nice moment for Jacoby Myers. Oh, excellent pass. Jimmy Garoppolo making quick decisions in the red zone. Touchdowns are important down there. Not the
2: misses him A little bit. Early 7-3 lead for the Raiders. And then it's Jordan Love. Oh, he's got some
0: Spillaining to do. Don't stare it down. You cannot stare it down, Love. That is never going to help you. I don't think there was a yellow hat within five yards and all.
2: Robert Spillane with the pick. Raiders a field goal. They're up 10-3 at the half. Third quarter, Garoppolo throwing. His uh, once-per-game interception, his oh, allotment. There were
3: three hats there that could have picked that off. They were all yellow. Oh.
2: Packers get the ball. Second and goal from the radio. Here comes Quadzilla, Jeffrey. There we
0: go. No physical play. We can't, we're just going to run people over. Welcome back NFL.
2: Welcome back. Packers tie it at 10. Next Packers possession. It's Love. He's scrambling. Oh, Christian Watson's wide
3: open downfield. Oh, it's outstanding to see Christian Watson to have the speed and athleticism to make the play. But
4: you gotta finish it, Christian. You uh, gotta finish it. Oh, but and wait. The red
3: zone. Blat- Blat- broke a rule
2: there. Blatant horse collar. Packers only kick a field goal. Critical Ritter- that they don't punch it in. And then Josh Jacobs takes care of it on the other Did side. Did you see
0: the brakes on Alexander? Er, hit that icky on him and gets up, gets north and south, gets the first down. That's what I'm talking about, Jacobs.
2: Devontae Adams, not a big night against his former team, just four catches, but this was a big one here to set it up in the scoring area, and it's Jacobs who would punch it in on the first play of the fourth quarter. There you go, Fox.
3: Ooh. Football.
2: So yeah. the Packers behind Jordan Love had come from behind a couple of weeks ago and it looked like they were lost. Can Jordan Love bring them back again? That's
3: the question. The answer is no. Yeah, he looks athletic. He's fine in time. He's got open receiver, puts it up, but them DBs don't be playing. Look at this interception. Outstanding athleticism, spatial awareness. Three picks oh, by oh, love love. Back. Oh, that. That one pack breaker.
2: Raiders hold off the Packers. They win it 17 13. Disappointment on the Green Bay sideline after the game.
0: Jordan, what? We just we didn't do enough. Um, you know, I didn't do enough, um, and you know, obviously it's a lot of good stuff to learn from. Um, but you know, it, it's tough because we had opportunities to go win it,
3: um, and we couldn't do it. Yeah, I think at this point it's pretty obvious that the defense has to not give up any You know, I think that's a part of being self-critical of our defense because you know the offense is pretty young, you know, and they're still figuring out their mojo. So. You know, the defense, we gotta, you know, we got to be the ones to score and stop them from scoring.
2: Basically, he's saying our offense can't get it done right now, so we need to do it all. And Jordan Love really struggling. The last two weeks, he's thrown five picks. Last night, on throws that were five yards or more downfield, he completed almost as many to the other team as he did to his own. And to add a little insult to injury here, I will just point out this following statistic. Jordan Love has now thrown multiple interceptions in consecutive games. Mm. Do you know how many times Aaron Rodgers did oh, that in his oh, Green Bay career? you got to do. Once upon a time, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers fair. was just starting. Yep. I'm talking about his entire Green Bay career. Yep. Do you know how many times he threw multiple interceptions in consecutive games? The answer Never. is zero. Yeah. Wow. So that's where we are. So, again. I am a Jordan Love believer. I continue right. to believe that we are see- going to see, you know, him taking some lumps, and ultimately sure. it will get to the right place. This has been a little bit of a rocky period yeah. here. Is it a bad stretch or is it a bad sign?
1: I think it's a bad stretch for a talented player who's young and who. Uh, who has a young group around him on offense. You saw Jair Alexander there kind of trying to finesse it, right? It is a young group on offense. So, Greeny, to your initial point, love on the rocks, ain't no big surprise. He is going to struggle. He's going to have some great games, and he's going to have some rough ones because young players, do, no, you don't get it. See, now good. you know how we feel most of the right. time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that yeah. was a
2: Neil Diamond song. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and and so, you know, for all I the, didn't like, think you were going to get <laughs> it. it,
4: wasn't really, it wasn't Somebody probably, out there yeah. got it and that's all that matters.
2: Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies. There you go. (laughs) That's also from that same song. Go on. I was making
1: some kind of point about the Packers offense being young and growing. Are they right now thinking themselves,
0: uh uh-oh. If you're. No, if you're absolutely man, not. No, tell no, me what you're No, thinking. no. Listen, it, 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 the game plan suggested they understood this was going to be where Jordan Love is, right? They need to run the football. Aaron Jones not being there was a huge loss. But the defense, you hear Alexander saying, they have to stop teams, score. They understand this offense is a work in progress. This is not a we regret the Jordan Love. This is no. what players have to do as they develop in the league with
3: developing receivers I, simultaneously. I'm with you guys, but I think I'm going to be a little bit less gentle. Jordan Love is not a rookie. And this offense right. is not without talent. What they put up this week is unacceptable. So, like, yeah. I get it. You're gonna take your time. You want to be careful with it, but you can't one be careful with the quarterback and two turn the ball over a couple times. Like, yeah. you gotta pick one or the other. Agree. If you're gonna be a quarterback who's going to give us lots of points, we'll deal with a couple turnovers. We can't have us running the ball on first and second down, throwing screens on third down, and still giving the ball to Robert Splain right. twice.
1: That's why. That's what was concerning about. It. it didn't seem. It seemed like they wanted to run. It seemed like they wanted the Jeff Saturday game plan there, where they yeah. just run it up the and AJ Dillon played as well as we've seen him in a while, considering no Aaron Jones. But yeah, if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. then the then the trade off is yeah. right. <laughs> like we, we at least we which is
0: the Le- is going to have to get to a place where he understands Jordan's going to have to learn literally on the fly. And that means pushing the ball down the field. You have explosive receivers. Yeah. Now, that being said, Watson makes that, you gotta go score. Like, there, there are certain things, and coming back on the interception, Watson's gotta come back to that ball, right? He clearly sees the ball is underthrown. He's six feet, whatever, over a five-foot, whatever. Like, go at some point, we're seeing receivers help these QBs out, and I'm not blaming this all on Watson. I'm just saying, at some point, they gotta get together that all these players gotta play best. So
2: both these teams now are two and three and both quite surprisingly I think I think we thought the Packers would be better I yeah. don't know how the Raiders have won two games but they have and they so the as Broncos we once we opened up that that's <laughs> right they beat they beat Denver week one and yeah. they win this crazy game yeah. last night and so they're sitting there at two and three and so it almost feels like my asking you this question is ridiculous but Devontae Adams has really never seemed happy since the moment he got there I don't think this is Ooh. a team going anywhere although at two and three yeah again I we're three weeks from the trade deadline. We talked about Justin Jefferson getting hurt. Should we be talking about the possibility
1: of Devonte Adams getting traded? I think if the Raiders were one and four or zero oh and five, the answer would be yes. But at two and three, you're not giving up on a season. Right. I mean, you're just not. You, we can all sit here and say we don't think the Raiders are very good, and I don't. But yeah, at two and three, like you don't. I mean, things the, the ball is not round and it bounces funny. Like things can break your way. So uh, yeah, I think Devonte Adams is somebody people have had their eye on. To your point. He, he was happy when he got there. He has not been happy since they traded they let go, right. let go of his buddy, Derek Carr, who's now with the Saints. Uh, and obviously he's not happy if they're going to be losing. But no, I, I, unfortunately for teams that have had their eye on this as a potential trade acquisition, uh, the Raiders are two and three. And my, my sense would be that's not something.
0: no chance you're getting right, rid of him. This guy, it, unless you're going to reset your your football team for three years, he is the he is the most viable piece on your offense. You just signed Garoppolo to three years or whatever this deal is. You got the Bears and Patriots in the next two weeks. This team could be win, be winning four games. You ain't trading Devonte Adams doing this.
3: So absolutely not. You don't trade him. I mean, Vegas is always fun when you first get there. You're there for a
4: little too
0: long. Everybody got to go away. Three days. Well played. Three. Well played. 2 well played. <laughs> so well Anything well more played. than three
2: days, get me out of there. Suddenly that breakfast buffet just seems a <laughs> yeah. little too overloaded. Too too we'll see. That's where it began last night. But much. we had unbelievable postseason Ooh. action last night. Jeff Saturday was on the Ooh. edge of his seat watching his Bravos, who needed one desperately last night at home. Game two, NLDS. Bottom eight. Braves down 4-3. One hand, one foot. One on, two out. Austin Riley. Riley in the air
0: to left field. On the run. Marsh. There it goes.
4: Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth.
1: There we go, baby! You know, it's always nice when a ah. cover rolls around and you remember who the Braves fans are. Jeff's you never hear epic. from them all year Go oh. nuts. That's because I don't right. want to rub your face. Ninth inning. Here.
2: Here's how it ends. Fills down 5-4. Bryce Harper at first. Unbelievable finish.
0: He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps.
4: And he makes the catch. Harper might be down. It's away. The throw to first. It's over. It's over. Harper never tagged. He couldn't get back.
0: And it's a double up to end game two. Wow.
2: What a finish. Saturday is fired up. Graziano and I are looking at each other, wondering the same thing.
1: Right, like, like a
2: young and experienced
1: player like Bryce Harper, you can understand why he a Where make the hell was like he going?
2: That? What was he, he doing? Where, why was Bryce Harper where Bryce Harper <laughs> was? One way or another.
0: I'm not worried about the details. W's matter right now.
2: Braves rallied a win. Entering last night, they were 1 in 48 in the postseason when trailing by four runs at any point in a game. So the scene shifts and the plot thickens. Game three tomorrow night in Philadelphia. As we continue, the disaster for Dak in San Francisco. Is he now playing for his job? Do the Cowboys need to be thinking about a different future? Speaking of which... The Patriots hitting rock bottom. Is it time to bench Mac? Is it all Bill's fault? Those are the questions, and we've got the answers as we get up with you on a Tuesday on ESPN. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
4: Don't sweat the take me. This is the Super Team era now.
1: Never sweat the take me. This finals matchup was destiny.
2: The league's two best teams, the Liberty and the Aces, square off. Game two is tomorrow night, 9 Eastern. Aces up one zip. WNBA Countdown will kick off our coverage at 8 Eastern time. On we go on Get Up Graziano. Overreaction Tuesday. Let's go. If I were to say it's an
1: overreaction to say the Giants will have a top five Draft pick. Is that an overreaction? No, it's not. The way they're playing right now, the way their offensive line looks, we I mean we hope they get Saquon Barkley back at some point soon, but no guarantee there. And their schedule is rough. Out to a a rough start, one and four. I, I think this is entirely possible that they end up uh, finishing the season down there, which would be very upsetting for a team that made the playoffs. I in Mm. fact
2: think it's an underreaction. They could be in the back (laughs) for the first draft pick. (laughs) next. We talked about Justin Jefferson on IR. If I said the Vikings should consider trading their quarterback, is that an overreaction?
1: I don't think it's an overreaction. The Vikings might think it's an overreaction. And and I think that's where they are. But yeah, I think Kirk Cousins not signed beyond this year. If he's not in your plans beyond this year, I think you go to Cousins who has a no trade clause and you say, would you rather be on a contender the rest of the year? Uh, and see what you can get for him to help you start what looks like it's going to be a rebuild. And then finally,
4: if
2: I said this is going to be Bill Belichick's last season coaching the New England
1: Patriots, would that be an overreaction? I don't think so. I think I think that is not an overreaction. Wow. It, things are very bad there. A- and th- they are now wondering if they really have the quarterback for the long term. I, I think there's a lot going on there uh, that feels like they're headed for a major reset you're gonna do a major reset, you're going to do it with a coach in his early seventies? Is he going to want to do that? Like, there's a. Lot, I think there's a lot of legitimate questions swirling around the, the short term and long term future of that franchise. Right,
2: I want to ask you a few of them quickly. Sure. Here. One of them is this. I want you to make the point you did in our meeting. The, the, your history, the, the things you've been around, the way they felt, and how this feels so
1: Oh yeah. The, look, I mean, like, I was I was in Miami covering the Dolphins, Don Shula's last year. I was covering the Yankees, Joe Torre's last year. I was covering the Giants, Tom Coughlin's last year. Like, I've seen this. The Patriots are not going to fire Bill Belichick. That's never going to happen. But all three of those situations were situations where the team had decided to move on, and then they dress it up as a you know a, a, a salute to his career there, which he obviously will, would deserve. But yeah, I don't. I think if this season continues going the way it is, I think that's probably where it's headed. Super to. quickly.
2: I, I said that to Rex yesterday, and Rex said if Bill Belichick was a free agent, that
1: half the teams in the league would snap him up immediately. Is that accurate? I, I don't. I mean. I, I, I do think if he was interested in continuing coaching, he would get a job somewhere. I think he has that level of cachet and that level of, of record. But, yeah, it's, okay. it's not what it was.
2: So I, I wanted to just get all that out on the table. That said, so, Jeff, you've been around an awful long time. Are we seeing the end of – The most successful run any coach has ever had with any team.
0: I I, I don't think so. I think they're gonna make I think they make adjustments in the front office. I think they take back so I think this is a roster reconstruction issue. And they've given Bill the chance to run his own, you know, the the entire organization for so long. Hey, let's bring somebody in, let's help with roster reconstruction, get this thing back to it. That has been the issue. And obviously what they did with Mac Jones and and this whole idea about, you know, where where Mac Jones fits in all this. From a coaching perspective the last two years has been an atrocity so so it, it, they understand they have to get some things fixed but when you're trying to manage the front office, the field, all these fires you're trying to put out it's a lot.
2: You made a fascinating
3: point yeah. about what we were seeing from Bill earlier today. Yeah I think the most impressive things that Bill has done over his career have come from a place of humility. So, like, he exploited opportunities like Tom Brady. Maybe he is better. Maybe the, the hand-picked guy, Drew Bledsoe, wasn't the guy. That's a humble choice. Going from the 3-4 to the 4-3, back to the 3-4. That expressed some humility. Going to the tight end, double tight end set is like a market inefficiency. We're fine. We can do that. Taking over the league with Wes Welker and Wes Welker wannabes in the slot. Yeah. No one else is doing that. But it seems like now he's coming from a place of arrogance where it's like, I don't need Tom Brady. You know what? We can win with guys who are not game breakers on offense. We can win totally like leaning on our defense. It feels like more rather than him saying there's an opportunity here. It's him saying we don't need coordinators. I got this. And it seems like a little bit more arrogance from Bill Belichick. And he's earned it if anybody has. Sure. It's not the way that he's always made his decisions.
1: You think that they would take personnel control away from him and just say you go ahead and coach the team. And he'd be okay with this at this stage in his career after two I, I, decades.
3: I do. I,
0: I, listen, I've been the whole program because yeah, I think he he understands they are failing on the outside. Like when you look at it, the, there's no explosiveness in this offense. You can't tell me after five years you can't oh. see and go, "Hey, this is not going the way we thought this was going to go." I got to fix it to stay in. The- I mean, at some point, I think you do. You to your point, he's made humble decisions before.
3: He's not going to make it now. Huh? The man, like he won six know. Super Bowls. You're not taking none of my none of my power away from me that I've. Earned. Earn. Bro, that's the, by, no, that's the hardest. by 80 points in two weeks. six Super Bowls. The hardest thing about no. this is I can see where Bill Belichick will be coming from, and I can see where Robert Kraft will be coming from, where it's like we deserve more, we expect more. But if I'm Bill Belichick and I've won you six Super Bowls, you're not doing anything. You come in here and tell me what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Drop these well, if, rings if you, if in your table. If you table. played as
0: bad as you have the last two seasons, I do think you, you sit down and go, hey, this is real. Like, we're not on the verge of a playoff team right now in New England. He's, they understand where they're lacking.
4: They so have to get I don't
3: want you to think that I am defending Bill Belichick and saying he should have a lifelong uh, tenure there. But what I am saying is he's gotten, gotten them to nine Super Bowls. So anything yes. you say to this man, I think he is rightfully okay, looking at you like, you don't know what and you're and talking about. You know how we no, got no, to these Hold Super on Bowls? a second.
0: Hold on a second. Let, and, and if you're Robert Kraft and you're sitting in that office, what are you, what's your answer when he goes, we got to nine Super Bowls? You're going to say, yeah. well, Tom Brady was here for a lot of them. A lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks gloss over a lot oh. of coaching errors, whether it's in the front office, whether it's actual coaching – Players overcome coaching mistakes. So it's not like okay. you've done it all. If you're Robert but, Kraft, that's where you go back but, to him and say, we don't have him. We got to find something else, some other way to do
3: this. Belichick's game plans and defense helped out Tom Brady a lot too. All Agreed. I'm saying is the results are the results. Look, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm saying that I understand that if someone came in my office telling me after I've gone to nine Super Bowls and won six how to do my job or what powers I'm, they're going to take away from me, I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying that he is justified. And so that you
0: don't think Bill Belichick understands that the league moves on no matter who you are because he's let go of some awfully good players when it's he not, didn't think it was their time I don't
1: think it's a matter of him understanding that I think it's a matter of what you're willing to do at this point in your career right, right. I mean like like this is it's this is the oldest coach in the league he's a lot whatever he is he's a lot closer to the end of it than he is and to the he beginning. wants to
0: beat Shula right like he wants to get that record so how's the best wins away yeah so how's the best way to do it whatever I can do to get the those way he's wins, going right I'm now that's five
2: it. six years
0: yeah well I'm, I'm, well if you do this you'll never but I'm just saying if you change stuff If you change to get to that record, I think that is a sign of it. You
2: walked in the door of your house when you would get back to Atlanta soon and you said to your wife, you know what? I'm not so happy with the way things have been going on around here. I'm going to bring (laughs) someone else in to take over about half of your responsibilities around here. Half the things I usually do with you, I'm going to start doing with them. This is not a ridiculous analogy. That's the way that would go. She would throw you out of the house immediately. It is all or nothing. I cannot see them taking anything anything away. It's a a ridiculous
1: analogy, and and this is is is. not the first time on this show that we have been forced to be comfortable with the idea of yeah. having multiple wives. Yeah. I, I am yeah. not comfortable yeah. Yeah. with it. Hey, right. you're I don't think hey, Dan, you're
3: yeah. showing off in of the camera.
1: Somebody
0: this as, I, I as wife. I don't think that's what we stand for. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed, <laughs> <don't>. Dan. Agreed. <laughs> I think my point <laughs> was a terrible self-explanatory.
3: No, yeah. Was it not it was a I mean, it's slightly thought. different because it's it like, unless Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft gave him secret vows off-camera. we did say we're going to move on in our marriage.
0: In NFL, you move on because people aren't good. Hey, this player's not doing it well enough. we got to move on. If you're you're a coach, and yeah. you're like, hey, if Robert Craig goes, hey, man, the last three years, you haven't been good enough on the roster side of it. I'm going to replace this and help you with this so we can get to Shula. Now we're together. Literally. Now we're going to we're going to make it
2: happen. There is, In my personal opinion, zero chance Belichick would you're allow real. that to happen. Yeah. As we continue, the D in Big D stands for Doubting Dakota. It's Woo! time to accept this just isn't going to get better. And if so, what does that mean for the future? We're talking about it next. Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're back on Get Up, and we have more bad breaking news from the NFL. Uh, Dolphins running back Devon Achan, who has been one of the most outstanding and explosive young players we've seen come into the league in a long time. You see here the tweet from Shefty, just moments ago, expected to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury. He's a candidate for injured reserve. That would mean missing at least four weeks. He's leading the league in rushing per attempt at over 12 yards a carry. (laughs) Is that good? Take it from anyone who has either had him on their fantasy team or against him on their fantasy team, He's spectacular, the one-two punch with Raheem Mostert. You all know about that Dolphins offense, so that's terrible news. We also have terrible news earlier this morning, if you're just joining us on Justin Jefferson, who might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. He is going on IR with a hamstring. So this is a back-to-back, bad news kind of day in the NFL.
1: Just on the Dolphins running backs, Jeff Wilson Jr., who hasn't played yet this year, they can open the the 21-day practice window on him. He may be able to come back and help fill in for Hmm. Achan while he's out.
2: One way or another, I mean, it's just brutal here in so of these teams and these situations, and it couldn't be more vastly different. The Dolphins have a lot of other places yeah. to go. Oh, by the way, they've scored more points through five weeks than any team in NFL history. The Vikings, this definitely opens up at least to the possibility of a conversation about trading their quarterback away.
3: Yeah, I mean, as from a player's perspective, it's really hard to imagine them losing their best wide receiver, and then moving on from the quarterback. It's going to be real sad going in the locker room the next day if that happens. But from a long distance or like a long view perspective perspective for the team, yeah, they're not going anywhere without – Jefferson, they haven't extended Cousins. He doesn't ex- uh, figure to be the long-term answer. Maybe it is time to get something. It could more. be literally. It could be
0: one in seven or one and eight. I mean, yeah, Cousins will be on the. It's just a matter of will Cousins do it. Dan talked about him having a no-trade clause if if he wants to go, but he will be up there. And and listen, as good as Zach Wilson has played the last two weeks for Greeny, yes. I mean, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets might be in the. They may be calling.
2: I'm open to the conversation. By the way, that sound you hear all across America is people frantically racing to their fantasy lineups because. Devon Achan has been so spectacular. Okay, next order of business Excellent. is up. Dallas. We've talked a lot about the Cowboys and the disaster that was Sunday night in San Francisco. Yesterday, Monday, Dan, Dan Orlovsky, did not hold back with his views on Dak and the
4: offense. That's the worst performance of Dak Prescott's tenure as a Dallas Cowboy. And, and for anybody who wants to try to tell me that this was a line of scrimmage game, don't. This was a quarterback game. San Francisco's was galaxies better, significantly better than Dak Prescott. Offensively, it's, the, the word that stood out was archaic. That's what the offense looked like for Dallas last night. This was a completely outclassed football team from top to bottom by San Francisco. And if we're being honest, we cannot say that the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders legitimately after what we witnessed last night.
2: All right, so there's a lot to unpack there. And the first part of it was he pl- he placed the majority of the blame at the feet of the quarterback for
0: that game. Jeff, agree or disagree? Disagree. I mean, <laughs> listen, I said this last week. The 49ers are a much better football team than the Dallas Cowboys. The, the 49ers played an excellent football game. The Cowboys did not, and it just showed the discrepancy between the two rosters. Well, you and I sat here and argued about that could not – I don't care what quarterback was, was on that field that night. They ain't carrying that team to a whim. Greenlaw is having a freaking heyday. you got Warner balling. And listen, by the way, he's got no control of the ball getting punched out by, by on the, on the sideline there early in the game. And once – the game got into that mindset and they're up 21-7. Katie Varba, it's coming. Everybody, they are going to turn this thing into a rough shot game. That's what happened. You're everybody blaming Dak. We everybody was complimenting Mike McCarthy. Oh, he's gonna be a they're gonna be a more of a run, slow this thing down. That's all well and good everybody. until you play an explosive football team like the 49ers, who have explosive players all over the offense. Boo, boo, boo! You're down. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, Dak's gonna bring them yeah. back. Like, this is this this. And, and by the way, Dan, there is no such thing as a quarterback game and not a line of scrimmage game. Every game is a line of scrimmage game. That's straight trash, too. Two points on there.
3: <laughs> I mean, he's right. The, yeah, the truth man. of the matter is every game is a line of scrimmage game. Of if, it is, if it's um, even at the line of scrimmage, then you move on to other people. Right. Uh, um, Purdy wouldn't play nearly as well if he was down by a bunch of points and Thank the you. Cowboys are getting after him. So that's fair. It's Since I've been on this show, I've done a lot of Dak. Defending and yeah. supporting. So I feel ridiculous stepping out here now and trying to defend him. So he did not play well. That's true. Yeah. But arguing that it was a quarterback game or that McCarthy came through, the the Cowboys defense came through, and the reason why they lost is because Dak Fellick came no. short, that's a hard argument to make.
1: I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. Like, you could say they weren't going to, he wasn't going to lift them to a victory over the Niners. That's fine. He could lift them to still being in the game in the third quarter. Like, I, I so I listened to Dan Orlovsky say, This is the worst performance of Dak Prescott's career. And my first thought was, what's the best? What's his big signature game where he came in and overcame everything and said, like, I'm putting this on my back and delivering a win because I'm that guy. And it's hard to think of it. And this is year eight. Like, we want to talk about Jordan Love, right? Like, like. First year as a starter. It's not even game eight. Yeah. and no, no, Your point is good. We, like I feel like we're starting to get to the point where, and, and I, I mean, I've been with you. Like, I've sat here and, and, and defended Dak Prescott. When people would sit here and say, Carson Wentz is better, I would say, no, Dan Orlovsky. Carson Wentz is not better than Dak Prescott. Like, I, I thought he would ascend. And I just wonder if this is a player that uh. is... At his level, and isn't going to rise above. So,
0: if he is at his level, whatever level you guys want to put him at, he is a performing quarterback in the NFL that you will win with and because of, not in spite of. He's not. He's not like this guy that uh, we're just going to win around him. You're winning because of his performance, right? You're not
1: going to compete with the best team in your conference. Agreed. Agreed. But you also have to have like.
0: Cooks has got to step up. Gallup has to step up. Pollard has to, like, there are other, you you let go of Schultz, by the way, terrible decision on that side. And so you're looking at, and everybody points to one player. The bottom line is, on this offense, if it's going to be productive, those other players have to step up. And when you look at the best quarterbacks, man. Brock Purdy is in the MVP conversation, not because he's making so many more throws, because Ayuk takes it yard, Samuel takes it yard, McCaffrey takes it yard, Tittle takes it yard. My God, like. Some other players at some point have to make big plays for you as well. I'm just saying, don't put it all to one player. Make sure that we pass this on to everyone.
1: He's not not in the MVP conversation because he's he's making so many, but he is making more throws. Agreed. Like he is.
0: And and he's. I'm not. I'm just. I'm using him as an example. And you want to talk about cooks and
1: all these other players around? There's a reason a quarterback gets forty, fifty million dollars a year. You're supposed to be that guy. You're supposed to be the guy with the superhero cape. You are. I'm sorry. That's what comes with the territory. Let's go to another
2: place. And, and because Dan talked about this and Rex talked about it, he used the word archaic for the offense. He used the word archaic for what they're trying to run. No motion, no creativity, incredibly predictable, those kinds of things. Is that what that offense looks
3: like to you? It certainly looked like that yesterday against the, um, or yeah, two days ago 49ers, against the 49ers. Yeah. However, that's the contradiction is it's weird to say that we blame Dak, but the offense is archaic. If right. it's archaic, then the quarter there is no quarterback that can make an archaic offense right. like uh. Well, so a we're spreading the blame defense. around. Which yes, what do no. you think of the whole idea?
2: Because I'm asking you, is this a, a Mike McCarthy? Because Rex sat here yesterday and said they miss
3: Kellen Moore. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think different games call for different types of offense. And to be able to play a Mike McCarthy style game where you're playing a lesser opponent opponent and you're up by a bunch of points is possible. But right. when you're down by a bunch of points, you need to shift into Kellen Moore mode. And that's what being a coach is. It's changing. So once that happens, if they don't have motions in their offense, if they don't have complex schemes, because you did see there are lots of easy throws for a Purdy in that game because of exactly. motion, because of shift, because yes. of challenges, to be able to do that for Dak, I think that takes some off of him. That takes some pressure off him. You don't have to be great nearly as often. And I think that's what's special about Purdy is they don't ask him to be great all that often, which is why when they do ask him to make a tough throw, a tight window throw across the middle field, he's able to do it every now and then. And I, I, mean, and I will say that
1: Dak to be great this year, like the. The wins they've had have been easy wins where the defense right. scores touchdowns. Absolutely. Yeah, this the Sunday was the the game. Like, hey man, you got to be better tonight. Right.
0: Okay, my, my point. There's no that.
1: way McCarthy called that interception they threw way down the field, overshot the guy by ten yards. Okay, There's no way. Down,
0: I, I get it, but some of those interceptions when you're down, you are going to try to force. I, I've played with some really good quarterbacks who threw some god awful balls in bad situations, and it does it snowballs. But when you talk about offenses, the one point you made, everybody was lauding Mike McCarthy three weeks ago right. about him taking the play calls over and all of a sudden it's like it's archaic here's the difference when you look at San Fran you look at Miami you look at all these they are getting receivers moving and motioning and resetting the defensive line of scrimmage over and over and over to find the mismatches so it is behind the time so at some point you're gonna have to figure that part out because those offenses are the most productive right now in the NFL and that and and their offense is capable of doing it. Oh by the way, they miss Trayvon Diggs like crazy too. No we'll doubt. talk about that
2: more as we continue. Meanwhile we showed you one of last night's baseball games. Let's show you the other, the Dodgers in trouble. Their annual October swoon down one-nothing already the diamondbacks. Top of six, that's Lourdes Guriel knocking one out. Why use two hands? When one is enough, it's 4-1 Arizona, bottom of six. Dodgers down 4-2, bases loaded, one out. Andrew South Frank doing the pitching. Striking out James Outman, so there's two outs. South Frank comes out, Ryan Thompson comes in. Colton Wong, out of the inning. Missed opportunity for LA. Diamondbacks still up 4-2, bottom of nine. Same score, Paul Sewell on the save. Two outs, Mookie Betts on deck as the tying run but he's never going to get the chance. Diamondbacks up 4-2. Diamondbacks up two games to none. The Dodgers in big trouble in this best of five. They've had a ton of playoff fails in the last decade, and right now they're very much on pace for another. They're just the fifth 100-win team ever to lose their first two postseason games at home. The only time the Dodgers ever came back from a love-two hole in a best-of-five series was 1981 coming up just when you thought Zach Wilson was starting to get it together crushing news that could change everything the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets you'll hear it next, get up on ESPN
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear, check, breakfast, lunch and dinner, check, planning for what's next and how to save for it, that's where Bank of America can help
2: The Jets will be without their right tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker, who was their best offensive lineman for the rest of the season. He tore his Achilles against the Broncos. It's the second straight year that he suffers a seasoning injury in Denver. It, it is just a devastating blow for a He's team a that was just sort of stabilizing where they were now after the injury to Aaron Rodgers. And this is the, the area of their team which is the most questionable and they have the least depth. Yeah. So, I why not turn to an interior offensive lineman? Again, Vera Tucker has been playing tackle. He's played everything except he, center. Correct. He,
0: kid can play everywhere.
2: He was drafted as a guard. But either yep. way, the point is... Can you describe what this means for the Jets chances of writing a ship Ooh. that feels like it has sort of steadied a little
0: bit? Yeah, no, it's significant. And listen, anytime you're talking about a guy, not only where he plays, he can play anywhere, but the, the level he plays with and how he, he helps everybody around him play better. The visual, the conversations he's having with guys, but and you're talking about Beckton who came out of the game with you I mean. This offensive line is not in a great shape anyway. To lose your best offensive lineman is devastating, especially when you're trying to right
3: Zach Wilson uh, in the ways that he's struggling. Every quarterback is a little bit better with a great offensive line. Amen. Good quarterbacks become great. Great quarterbacks become Hall of Famers. Bad quarterbacks have the chance of being mediocre with a good offensive line. This offensive line has not been great, but they got a little bit worse here, and there's no hope of him coming back this season. Unless he I just gone. heard you say we carry him, which I appreciate. That's back-to-back. Yeah, back, I
2: mean, so the Achilles yeah. with the Jets. I mean, the, 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 this is Rodgers
1: four games into – four plays into the season, and now this – it's a its a devastating blow. The game is mean, and there's no question about it. Like, this is what happens. But, yeah, for a team that really can't afford to lose any more of its best offensive players, right. if there's a formula for the Jets, it's its what we saw Sunday with Brees Hall running mm. the ball and on all that. But that's going to require – you know, an offensive line, as I've learned sitting across the table from Jeff Saturday (laughs) for years, Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a tough. They're, they're not their margin for error at this point. With Rodgers down, is not is not very yeah.
2: good. So the question, I guess, becomes, and you see their schedule. We, we've talked a lot. Certainly, all the Jet fans have talked a lot about their first six games of their season, which ends this coming Sunday in a game against the Eagles. I've said all along, if they come out of a two and four, they have a chance. You see, the schedule gets markedly
0: easier as they go forward. I'm not sure you see. It, yeah, markedly, I mean, You got you got,
2: two, you got two. Well, you got the Giants. Possible, I mean, you got the yeah. Raiders. You got a couple of games. You might be. That's my point is. Charges. It's a lot more fun <laughs> than <laughs> all playing Kansas City and, 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 and whatever. The point of the question is, can this Jets team, with Zach Wilson starting to look certainly better, I don't know exactly how we described what we saw from him on Sunday, can this team in an AFC that does not look as loaded as we expected – make a run to the playoffs?
0: Only if their defense plays out of their mind. The, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Their defense, this is not going to be based on Zach Wilson and the offense. If Brees Hall can get going, they get, but their defense is going to have to be opportunistic. They're going to have to score points. They're going have to block kicks, return kicks. Whatever it is, they're going to have to add in to what this team is. This is based... Strictly on how well their defense can perform.
2: Dominique, playoffs for the Jets this year? Yes or yes?
3: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with nah. <laughs> no, nah, nah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, gritty. I want to say yes. But should I don't they seriously? Happening. We have the news about Justin Jefferson today. Seriously, should they be trying to trade for Kirk Cousins? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he should be on the table. Trading for Kirk Cousins is—he's only got one year left on his contract, so mm-hmm. it does not tie you to him. If you want to go Correct. to Rodgers next right. year, I'm not sure how it works with their cap. But Kirk Cousins okay. is a—is an upgrade, and he knows how to throw it to his best player. I'm, I guarantee you, Garrett, Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson's going to get a lot Remember,
1: of. Remember, Rogers gave all that cap money back when when he took a pay cut right before the season. They could. Cousins is not going to be. Right. Uh, not you, you can afford him, right. It would upset Make the $10 apple a
2: little bit. The question is, is well, Rodgers wouldn't like it. There'd be a lot of stuff, I think, that would happen there. The question is, how would that play? I, it's an upgrade, at least in the short term, but the very short term. And how much of an upgrade is questionable? That's a, if you, it's win, a tough if you one.
0: win two games out of those,
2: you would you would get after it. It's got to be you, 500 by week 12, yeah, and then in. Aaron is coming back.
0: You're in it. Aaron
2: is coming oh, back I'm week I 13. I agree. Yes? I'm
0: in. If they're I'm 500. In. Jeff Come is to Come to You in? Build the Achilles. Build it. Put some cushions under the heel. Lift that thing up. Put a boot on. Whatever you got to do, let him throw with it. It's going to happen. All right, more on this as we go.
2: In the meantime, I told you, October is the best sports month on the calendar. And tonight, we add another layer.
1: The Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Conor Bedard.
2: Hockey season is back. We will see Connor Bedard's debut tonight here on ESPN against Sid Crosby, and that means that P.K. Subban is back. We are ready to go. Okay, for the fans who have heard the name and don't really know much about what to expect, he's the next great one in this line of great ones. What are we going to see from Connor Bedard?
4: Well, he's the man right now. There's no question. And when you think about it, going into this season, he's got a ton of hype around him, but deservedly so. Only seven 18 year olds have averaged a point per game when they've come into the league. Dale Howard, Chuck, Sidney Crosby, and his old counterpart, Patrick Kane did that in Chicago but this guy has been nothing short but unbelievable in junior his junior numbers are outstanding but what he's done in training camp in the preseason making defenders miss like he does here his, his ability his balance his skill level and his ability to score big goals in big moments but this guy's got a pro level shot I think he's going to have a real opportunity to have an impact early he's going to Chicago a team that needs it a city that needs it and to put it in perspective It it was tough to get a ticket just to get into the building at the United Center for preseason to watch this guy play. So there's a ton of hype around him, but he's shown so far. That, that the sky's the limit. The Blackhawks owned that
2: town for about a decade stretch yep. there when they were so really good. This could give a real shot in the arm that they desperately need. Let's move around a little bit again. Season starts tonight. You'll see Bedard and you'll see Sidney Crosby. Let's talk about the Bruins. Uh, they had 135 points last year, best regular season ever, but then get bounced in the first round. What do we expect from them this year?
4: Well, anytime you lose a guy like You know, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci on your team. That's two tremendous holes on that team. They try to do some patchwork, right? So they failed to re-sign Bertuzzi. They lose Taylor Hall. They trade Taylor Hall away. Um, You know, they also lose Orlov on the back end from free agency. Bergeron, Krejci. They try to do some patchwork. Pick up JVR on a one-year deal. They pick up Geeky on a one-year deal. Chat and Kirk to a one-year deal. So they're doing some patchwork. Listen, is it possible for them to repeat as pre- uh, Presidents Trophy winners? Of course, but it's unlikely. I think when you lose those those types of guys, you're still good in net. They got solid defense. But it's tough to replace those players. And I think that for them, they went through a lot of adversity at the start of the year with some key injuries to Charlie McAvoy and some big-name guys. They were able to get through it and still win the President's Trophy. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. So
2: we're at the very beginning. Let's go all the way to the end. Give me your Stanley Cup final right now.
4: I got Vegas. I mean, you got to beat the champs. You want to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. They only lost one player last year in Riley. I think this team is is poised. They have the experience. I think also they're not too worn down from that run. They have a balanced team. Everybody was involved. They got everyone involved. I think that Vegas is poised to repeat. Uh, The only person standing their way, in my opinion, is going to be Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers, but I got Carolina possibly coming out of the East. I think it's going to be Vegas coming out of the West, unless Edmonton can upgrade the defense.
2: Okay, we will see what they're all labeled. In the meantime, I know what your favorite spot on this show is. Is it pancake We time. got pancakes. Get out here, Saturday. Yes, Get sir. Out here. Fox. We
3: ain't worried about pancakes. Who's we let's, hit hit somebody. Somebody. Let's, let's hit somebody's both, baby. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Where do, do I throw these? A, we a hockey, hockey he's version. He needs to throw we He needs
0: to throw it yeah, yeah, we're we're throw here. We want to see
4: some pancakes. Show us the three
1: biggest hits from last year. Let's see what we got.
4: Okay, let's start. Mr. Schneider here, one of my favorite players. New York City. Oh, Grab a seat, Fredrick, I wasn't fond of him when I played, so I love to have him. Schneider's a big boy, the Rangers fans will love this. The Rangers fans will love this, but he lowers the boom, oh, oh, oh. and this is why the Rangers are going to have a chance to go deep, Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more. Back. Okay. okay. Look at this. Saddle this down. Thing Big hit. Nice. Second, one of my favorite players, Matthew Kachuk, comes in, lowers the boom on Alex Debrinket. Head down. Man down. Whoa. Get your head up. This is the NHL. Oh, Pack a lunch when you're in the corners. This is what happens. Matthew Kachuk gets in there, lays the body, just like Dad did. Whoa, wow. Against oh, the Brothers old team. Sat him down. Okay. Four, seven, you have any more pancakes left? Okay, three. we got one more here. <laughs> Let's see it. Oh, oh, oh Nazim Kadri oh. at the garden. You oh. can't be high-stepping across oh. Broadway with your head down. The Trouba trade steps up, lowers the pool just like that. But you got to give Kadri credit. He gets right back up. That's how oh, the hockey God. players do it. Right back up, head down. Hello. How are you oh. doing? Just like that. Oh, that is tough. I got I exactly. It. it is tough. There goes the helmet. There goes the pancake. Hockey goes the has better pancakes than That's football. Unreal. That I is that 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 the sickest
2: pancakes we've ever unbelievable. seen. This gentleman great job tonight. Let's Don't go. miss the next great one tonight on ESPN. Boom! Bedard. Meanwhile, coming up, love on the rocks. Jordan, a hat trick. Three picks. Green Bay crumbles in a game they had no business losing. And Jeff's got football pancakes coming up, too. Next hour, get up on ESPN. That
3: was unbelievable.
4: Let's <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No more questions about hockey, 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 hockey.